Welcome, everybody. This is How to English Teach and Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and references will be given where possible. And that's why you should switch off the light before you leave the room. 100%. When you leave the room. Where? When? When? When you leave, you can't switch it off. As you leave. As you as you leave, when you leave. Either's fine. <laughs> and that's why you should switch off a lie when you leave the room. Absolutely, 100%. M. Yes, Gav. Let's begin. I think we're ready. We are ready, yes. Episode 39, The Environment. Stress now, on the. Can there be anything more important as well as all the other really important things? But the environment has got to be up there with the most important topics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see you're with me on this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm really glad we finally got round to this after 39 weeks of talking about lots of other stuff. We're talking about the environment. Now, I think we should divide this show into two parts. Yeah. The first bit should be the environment of teaching, which we sort of have covered before in previous episodes. Mm -hmm, okay. um, talking about, you know, we've talked about online, we've talked about face-to-face -face groups, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then we should jump into uh, talking about our effects on the environment. Yes, and, environmental issues. Yes, and things like carbon footprint and and then go into maybe some strategies of how to avoid damaging the environment and also like how can we teach environmental issues to our students nice like that yeah so without further ado uh -huh. environment your environment your personal teaching environment i think it's nice to change the environment how do you mean well i think um, it gets a bit boring if you're in the same place all the time. I, I'm at home now teaching online. Oh. I'm getting a bit bored of my environment. Okay. Always in the same place. So I'm thinking perhaps changing my table location to a different part of my flat so that my students don't just see my uh, enormous stack of washing up in the background every day. <laughs> okay. You could repaint the table. You could have a green table. They don't see the table itself because I'm sitting at it. Oh, you mean from your student's point of view? Oh, but I see what you're saying. I could change my own sort of outlook. Yeah, I think like maybe change up something okay. is a good idea. There's some great examples from other teachers where they've got like whiteboards, blackboards, posters, yeah, and they, they can great. stick things up on there. Really good for teaching. With. That's a nice idea to like have that. posters or something like yep. in the background that changes every day, and like you could make that a bit of a feature like what's different today kind you of thing. could oh i like, I like that, that. I like wasn't that. there there was a sports person who was doing some online <laughs> pe classes and i think for the kids he said okay this week what's changed behind yeah. me and it was like the vase is now on that the left was joe was... wicks okay should we mention if you like if we, yeah i think you can't say that without saying his name but yeah <laughs> yeah that's nice if you teach kids that could be quite fun Definitely. Yeah, that's really good. I, I actually came across a, a TEDx video, which was by a guy called David Barnum, and it was called Rethinking Learning Environments, Community as Classroom. And I'll put a link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about sort of site-specific learning, which could be taking the kids to the zoo, 
or some other places where they are literally faced with new language, new experiences, and they need to find ways of expressing okay. their ideas. That's great. I really liked it. I've and had lessons in galleries and museums, and they're really great too. Yeah, 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 definitely. It reminded me, watching this video, of an activity I did with one of my students, and she was looking for a new armchair from Ikea, and we had a quick look on the IKEA website. She was, uh, I think we were on Skype and she was looking, um, I shared my screen and then we basically chose the one she was after. She was really keen on this yellow armchair. And um, I said, do you know if it comes flat packed? Do you know anything about the assembly instructions? And she didn't. So it was really good. The website had its own PDF and I just clicked on it opened the screen and we looked at it together and we were looking through the instructions and so that was really interesting. I was getting her to describe, you know, how, how to screw these bolts together and stuff like that. With an Allen key, whoever Allen is. Yeah. That sounds great. So that's the second best option, isn't it? If you can't go out, then you yeah. just go shopping online with exactly. your student that's and it. discuss and it. I often do, like my student wants to go to Legoland with his family Open the Legoland website, mm. how much are the tickets, what are the directions, mm. plan the, the journey. Exactly. Where are you going to go first? Where's your kid going to want to eat lunch? Exactly. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So all it's of those like things are online. virtual environment as it well, is. isn't it? Yeah, So definitely. you can go anywhere. Google Maps as well. The, um, what's it called? Street View. Yes. You can have hours of fun. You can. I once had a whole tour of Croatia. I think it was pretty much the entire country just because <laughs> a student said, this is where my summer house is and we go down here to go to the beach. Oh, I love it. Up here there's a shop and... I was like, this is go- This is lovely, great, but there's like three other people, so I wasn't oh, sure whether we should let I'm it sure be. they were just as interested yeah, as you it were. It was really fun, though, and uh, it was just real, I love which it. was nice. That's brilliant. Okay. And there's also some awareness that you can give your students in the classroom that could be for in teaching the kids. physical classroom that you're talking about? Well, I guess you can teach this online, or if you're actually uh-huh. there in the classroom, you can teach. Um They talk about uh, some practical tips to adopt, like, for example, the three R's, which are reduce waste, reuse resources and recycle materials. And then you can uh, learn all about sort of replanting trees, encouraging students to switch off their appliances and lights, for example, when you leave Uh the room. So there's all these sort of practical tips, you know, turning off taps and use water sparingly. So really this, sorry, nice this is a lesson, you mean, that's actually... Well, there's a website uh, called Green Schools Alliance, and they've got oh. loads of tips. So you can just take some of the information from there and then teach it to your students. I see. So we've moved into the second part already. Well, we're sort of combining, you know, yeah. the environment in the environment oh, of teaching. I see. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think that's really nice to make students uh, aware of their room. Mm-hmm. And um, do, would you say to your online students, turn off your laptop when you're not using it between meetings? I or, like that. That's a know, good tip. Because I'm not sure I always do, and I should really save okay. the electricity. Um, don't put the light on unless you need it, even yeah. though it does make you look a bit better sometimes. Well, I think we mentioned before, just if you can sit near a window, yes. have some natural, natural light, that might light. be better for exactly. you. Exactly. That's important in your environment, natural light and a window open. Yes. And get some ventilation in the summer. going. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, even in the winter, maybe just just a crack. Okay. Um, so, have you got any more on the environmental, the actual space itself, or shall we move on to? I think we can move on because Gav, do you remember last week you um you gave me a little impromptu quiz? I that did. I may not have enjoyed quite as much. You as... Were, you were fantastic. I was really <laughs> impressed. Yeah, it was a bit stressful. So now this week it's your turn. Really? I've found a really good quiz about being eco-guilty. Yeah. Do you know what that means? No. Well, you'll find out soon. So it's about how eco-guilty you are. Oh. It's from uh, New English File 3rd Edition Upper Intermediate. Okay. Unit 4A. <laughs> okay. Very specific. <laughs> and I like Is that it the 3rd because... edition? Yes, okay. I said third edition. Sorry. <laughs> what I really like about this is, as we'll probably get on to the topic of teaching about the environment, and a lot of teachers say, you know, you introduce that topic and students kind of roll their eyes like, oh, this is boring, which oh. I've heard a lot of people say. Really? But this has a really nice way of getting into it. And okay. it's a sort of very uh, applicable. Would you use this on uh, different age students? Could you use it on young students and older students? Um... I think it's for people that are kind of adult with life of, you know, just... More life date, experience. More life experience. But definitely anybody more like over 16, I would oh, okay. say. Yeah, it definitely applies. And it's really personal, which is really good, because a lot of the time it's a very abstract kind of what can we do to save the planet sure, kind of thing. Sure. But this really makes it... Well, you'll see. Hit me with the questions. I'm going to hit you with the questions. So you need to keep track of your score with this. All right, hold on. So I need a pen and paper. You need a pen and paper. Right, hold on. And um, if anybody else wants to do it, you're going to have to go to English File to check your scores because it's going to be too complicated, I Oh, think. I like that. So if you have the same answers as Gavin, then Gav. you've... Gav, sorry. Then you've basically got your answers, but otherwise you'll have to check it out. It's very unlikely, but yeah, Well, you never know. So, Gav. Yeah. Shopping bags. You've got three options, okay? You have either reusable shopping bags made of recyclable materials, which you always use when you go shopping, or you own several reusable shopping bags, but you often forget to take them with you, or you always ask for a plastic bag because they're convenient. They can be recycled, can't they? Ooh, I think probably the second one, because all of the bags I take are not from recycled materials. Oh, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it, as well? And if you forget to take them sometimes. So you have got minus three eco points oh, for no. that answer. <laughs> That's okay. not a good start. No. So next question is about washing towels. Towels. Washing towels. Do you wash your towels immediately after you use them? Do you use a towel for several days before you put it in the washing machine? Or do you ooh, suddenly remember that you need to wash your towel? Somewhere between two and three. <laughs> Maybe number two. All right, then that means plus one okay. eco point. Okay. So what are you on now? I'm now on minus two. Right, okay. Next question is about running water. Mm -hmm. Do you never leave the water running when you brush your teeth or before you get in the shower? Do you think you are allergic to cold water, <laughs> so you have to leave the shower running for a while before mm -hmm. you get in? Or do you hate showers, you need a hot bath every day to relax? Oh, that's tricky. Uh, the first one. First one. Oh, that's good. That's plus two eco points. Okay. Oh, I'm back to zero, so I think. So you get in the shower. You well, just get straight in. Almost completely. All right. Fraction of a second. Fraction, yeah. It heats very quickly. I'm, I'm very lucky. And okay. I don't waste water when I'm brushing my teeth. I'm very careful about All right. that. That's very good. Very, very good. Okay, next one is about buying fruit and vegetables. Do you 
Never buy fruit and vegetables at supermarkets. You buy organic fruit and vegetables in markets or small shops. Do you buy some fruit and vegetables in a market, but the supermarket is more convenient? Mm -hmm. Or do you shop at the cheapest place? Who cares about eco guilt? I feel guiltier if I spend too much money on food. Somewhere between the second and the third one. Uh, All right, I can split split it if you want. No, I want I want the points to go with the second one. You want the points, okay? So the points are minus two. Oh, okay. Minus did that wrong? Well, if you'd have said third, it would have been minus five. Oh, okay, good. All right. So (laughs) the next one is about recycling. Yeah. Do you throw everything in the same bin? Do you sometimes recycle glass bottles, especially after a party? But that's probably all. Or do you recycle all your newspapers, bottles, and plastic containers? Everything. Wow. Then that's plus five. Oh, And while we're here, can I just mention that a lot of my students have a problem with the word recycling because they think it means you actually re uh you break it down into its component parts and you put it through a machine that allows it to become something new what they think it is is sorting you sort your rubbish into separate areas and then you take it to the recycling rubbish bins oh but i think in english we just say we recycle yeah recycle meaning to sort yeah to sort and put it into the correct colored bin but i mean it's not actually recycling it is it because that's not what the person does that throws it away that's what the machine or the company does i'm not right i just think it's one of those sort of things in english that we just say we recycle Mm -hmm. everybody should recycle Mm -hmm. last question finally what about getting around do you walk, use public transport or cycle because cars pollute the planet? Do you walk, use public transport or cycle because you can't afford to buy a car? Or do you vroom vroom, here I come? <laughs> um, it must be the first one. Uh-huh. So that's plus five. Oh, come on. Right. Right. I'm... Total your scores. I've just got eight points. Eight positive points. Eight positive. Positive eight, positive. eight points. So if you are between zero and twelve... You should feel quite guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you get more than... Well, actually, can I point out the book has got a mistake? Has it really? It's got 0 to 12, you should feel quite guilty. Above 10, you're too good to be true. I think that needs to be if you're above 12, you're too good to be true. All right, there's a little mistake there. There is a bit. Maybe between 0 and 10. Anyway, you're well in the you should feel a bit guilty section. Yeah, definitely. So what should I improve? Just... Um, I'm trying to think. Buy more recyclable bags made of recyclable... Yeah, but I don't want to buy the bags because no, then I'm tricky. producing even more waste. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely remember to take my reusable bags every time. Yeah, and yeah. you need to go to markets. Yeah, okay, that's I a good guess. point. I guess you have to go to markets. Better than have... supermarkets. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, well and done, me. Well done, yeah. And well so, done to everybody else who, who did even better than me. That was good. I enjoyed that. That was really it was, fun. It was, it was fun, Informative. Yeah. And I felt really involved. Em, would you like a coffee? Thanks, Gav, but you know I only drink tea. Oh, yeah. Well, that could be arranged. Oh. Followers, if you're enjoying listening, watching or reading Gavin Em's How to English pod, visit coffee.com forward slash how to english pod that's coffee ko-fi.com forward slash how to english pod and it would be lovely if you bought us a coffee or a tea to show us support and you could even get a mention on our show if you'd like
So how can we apply this to teaching and learning? That's a very good question. Well, I think what you did there is a really good example. And then maybe afterwards you say to the students, okay, can you point out any other tips that you do or things that you should do? Mm -hmm. Maybe add a few questions to it. Okay, yeah. And discuss the point. So, you know, where did you get your reusable bags from? You know, how often do you remember to take them there? Yeah. It's a nice language. Do you use public transport? If not, then why not? Yeah. Things like that. Do you use a notebook or do you use everything online? Oh. Have you got apps for learning English or do you use books? I'm not saying it's wrong to use notebooks, but, you know, save paper, save trees, Mm -hmm. maybe. I mean, personally speaking, since going online and not teaching face-to-face, my photocopy quota has gone from, like, hundreds to zero. I don't use paper anymore, which is amazing. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, my company give me an allocation for monthly copies, but it's not even relevant anymore. That's amazing. I don't go there. I don't use the machines. So you, how do you send them homework or? PDF. Oh, wow. PDF it. Everything. That's really good. So you just email that after the lesson. Yeah. So much easier. That's a really good. Well, that must be good for the environment, mustn't it? I think it is. Well, I think it it's must... interesting that oh. you bring up this oh, topic. Why? Well, I, I just I looked into maybe not specifically that point, but I was quite interested in ebooks compared to paper books. And at custommade.com and The Guardian, there's a couple of really good articles there. And it tells us that to produce one ebook requires about 100 kilowatt hours of electricity, uh-huh. which is 30 kilograms of carbon dioxide. Okay, yeah. you're focusing, 30 kilograms. Yeah. Now, this compares to two to three kilowatt hours of electricity for a paper book, which is over uh, 7.5 kilograms of carbon dioxide. So that is considerably less than an e-book. Really? Yeah. I'm so surprised. Of course it is. No? Okay. Well, <laughs> but then, so we shouldn't be buying e-books. What do you mean? We should be buying paper books. Because well, they're less of a carbon footprint than... Yes, but obviously you can read more than one book on an e-book. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, when you say e-book, I thought you meant one individual e-book, like a novel you that you get on your... An e-book is two things, isn't it? An e-book is the the reader. It's an e-book reader, not an e-book. Okay, right. to produce one e-book reader... Yeah, like a Kindle, for example. Yeah, or one of the other many very good products that are available on the market. Um, It requires 100 kilowatt hours of electricity, which is about 30 kilograms of carbon dioxide. So that's Mm. your footprint. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? 30 kilograms. It does sound like quite a lot, definitely. Mm. Which, compared to a paper book, which is 2 to 3 kilowatt hours of electricity, which is over 7.5 kilograms of carbon dioxide. All right, so it's like a third of the energy. Maybe a little bit less than that, yeah, exactly. Okay. But mm, that's really tricky because paper books, you can only have one and an e-book, you can have endless amounts. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, producing one e-reader actually uses around 33 pounds of minerals uh, including some toxic and some conflict minerals, uh-huh. many of which are mined in underprivileged war-torn countries. Oh dear, so, so complicated. Isn't there's it? also 79 gallons of water to produce one of these, 
which obviously produces loads of waste. Well, depends how long your e-book reader lasts, I guess. Great question. (laughs) It would take around 40 to 50 books in order to equal the fossil fuel use, uh, water use and mineral consumption of one reader. Well, I've had my e-book reader for about 15 years, so I think I've definitely equaled or the balance there. You've paid back your carbon footprint on that. Yeah, I hope so. It's still going. (laughs) That's really good. Wow, that's interesting So there's a study in the US that says for a single year, this was back in 2006, it was estimated that the publishing industry consumed about 30 million trees and had a carbon footprint equivalent to uh, 12.5 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide. Wow. So that's equivalent to about two coal-fired power plants for uh, over a year. Unbelievable. What I'm getting from this though, Gav, is how interesting a discussion this would generate in a classroom. It's quite fascinating because it's just not clear cut, is it? No, it's not. And you definitely have split opinion. And, you know, it's that whole argument with, um, you know, those bottles that you buy that are the thick plastic Mm -hmm. reusable bottles Mm -hmm. or the thin plastic disposable bottles. And, you know, that argument. And whether paper bags or plastic bags or material bags, which one has the best carbon footprint. Okay. There's so many um, different variables. Yeah. So I think to get into that is actually a really interesting conversation. It is a really good topic. Exactly. So suggestions for what we can do in this situation, buy used books. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. That's quite a good one. And don't, as as you've just shown us, don't upgrade your e-book every couple of years just because you want some fancy benefits from it yeah and that's that's i think a really good point about the secondhand books as well as like english study books and textbooks i can't stand it when people have written in them oh and especially teachers books i mean teachers books should never be written in but i've got a lot of students who don't write in their student books either they just have a separate notebook really that's good yeah because then they can give the book to another person who Mm -hmm. can then study with it and it's not got all the answers written in it so it's a really Small thing, but it's a good point. That's a really good point. Once you finish that level, you probably don't need that book again. You're going to move on to the next book. So if you just have it in a separate notebook, you can give the book to somebody else. That's really good. I like that. That's a great tip. I think so. From student side, it's uh, something to think about. Um, What was I going to say? Do you know? I haven't a clue. Can't remember, but um, yeah, it's really good to to think about this because oh, that was it. I was just thinking again. This topic is something that people have an opinion on and can speak about. I think uh, even if you give them a few sort of statistics and figures, yeah. or even get them to Google it. And a lot of the time, it's so abstract. This is what I'm saying about sure. the environment. Sure. Like, what can we do to help, and how can we save the planet? And do you know the ice caps are melting? Mm-hmm. It's just so far away, isn't mm-hmm. it? But mm-hmm. if you bring in something like this. I think it's something people can really relate to. Definitely, in practical terms. Yeah. Definitely, it's it's funny you should mention Google Why because <laughs> a typical search on Google generates about four grams of carbon dioxide. Oh, don't say. Did you that. even think of that? No, no. It's really surprising. You, think um, before you Google. It should be a new catchphrase. <laughs> do, do you know how much seven grams of carbon dioxide is? How much seven grams is, you mean, apart from seven grams? Because you said you need to put it's it in practical equivalent terms. equivalent to, I don't know. To boiling the kettle twice. Really? Boiling the kettle twice is yes. the same as Googling what's the current trend for shoes this mm-hmm. year. 
That's it. The emissions are caused by uh, the electricity required to power a user's computer <gasps> and send their request to servers <gasps> around the world. Oh, my so God. I guess that doesn't include the amount of electricity that the servers are actually running on where you're That's getting that amazing. information. Oh, I, would, wow. I would never have thought of that. And talking about using energy online, you think about the videos that we're watching all the time. Mm. and We use videos in our teaching and learning. Mm. Well, for a 30-minute video on Netflix, according to carbonbrief.com, it's a really good article, lots of arguments in there. Uh, emissions are around 40 grams of carbon 40. per 30-minute video. What was Google? It was... It was seven. Seven. Boiling a kettle twice. Mm-hmm. So watching a Netflix video is like... over Well, over two and a half times boiling the kettle. So it can be more or less depending on if you're using a TV or if you're using a laptop and then if you're using a mobile. If the mobile is on 4G, for example, mm. you'd be using more again. It's like, it's so complicated, but it's absolutely fascinating. That's a Just lot of it, tea. Imagine your carbon footprint after binge watching YouTube videos all day. Yeah. And if you make a cup of tea at the same time, it's like endless amounts of kettles boiling, isn't it? It is. Thought-provoking. All right. It is very eye-opening. Yeah, because we're talking about things that we're using in the classroom. We're talking about things that students are using to improve their English. It's all of this stuff we've got to take into account. See, I still am a bit old school. Let's go back to speaking to each other like human people, you know, just face-to-face. Use the air from your lungs. You don't need all the the stuff. You don't need it. You can just talk. (laughs) What, so you're talking about what going to a cafe, going to an office building. You know the carbon footprint behind a, <laughs> <laughs> behind a physical building? Oh, no. Okay. But so it, that's a good a good lesson, isn't it? Is it possible to have a zero carbon footprint or how do you no. get your carbon footprint lower? How or, can you reduce it? That's a yeah. really good question because there's the carbon footprint quiz for kids at gokid.mobi, um, which has questions and practical solutions for kids. So you can use mm. that in the classroom. You can use it yourself if you're really interested. Nice. Start yeah. young. Definitely. Def- really good. So what else? I think um, travel is a big issue. Yes. Um, and I'm not travelling anymore. Are you not? Nope. All online. You're literally at home. I'm at home. Except for one lesson a week where I go on foot. Mm-hmm. And so I've reduced my travel and my expenses, which is good. That's really good. Yeah. So Digital so you... nomad, is that what they call it? Kind of. What does that actually mean? I think that means travelling abroad and then teaching from anywhere in the world on oh, your laptop. I'm, I'm not that. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm just at home. You're more sedentary than nomadic. <laughs> I'm a, a digit. What is it? A digital homebody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. as we were talking about maybe some topics. Students could go to these websites. There's learnenglishteams.britishcouncil.org and they've got some really good topics. Can you guess what the topics are? Connected to the environment? Yep. Uh, have we mentioned any already? No. Um, um, making clothes? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't mentioned that, but that is a good one. Oh. Maybe, maybe you could bring that back again in. <laughs> Make your own clothes. <laughs> That you is a massive issue. You don't Come need on, those the fashion cur- industry is You don't massive. need those curtains anymore, do you? fashion industry needs to really get with the programme. Okay, um, good. All right, so well, not that. All there, right, let, a, let, me, let me try. Give me a clue. It's about diet. Oh, so sustainable farming. Veganism. Aha. Uh-huh. So there's oh. a really good article on veganism. Any more? Uh, clue? 
striking. Striking? Yeah. You mean like, I don't want to work anymore, uh-huh. kind of striking. Uh-huh. Um, Last year, kids. What? <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> Students, the school kids were striking for climate. Oh, okay. Extinction the... Rebellion. Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. So the kids were, went outside. They said, we're not going to study because uh-huh. the climate is the most important thing. Right. Okay, come right, on quickly. Right. Two more. Two more. Uh, travel. Plastic pollution. Very good. And the last one. Um, plastic pollution. Good. And um, oh, you've already said it. Tips. D- tips on cutting down on waste. Yeah. Dump your phones. Yes. All, all teenagers. Get rid of those phones. Just get. That's yeah. Just not practical, isn't no, it? We use not. our phones for everything. Finally, there is um, also a really good article at Hello Teacher from Kim. And there's some really good topics about advantages of working online or offline. So, again, we're coming back to our physical environment. We've got, number one, flexibility. Mm-hmm. Is that for online or offline, Em? Online? Yeah. You're much more flexible when mm. you're teaching online. Mm. Unsociable hours? Online. Exactly. Loneliness? Online. My social life is sort of zero, but I spend all my day talking, oh. but not in a social way. Not in a meaningful way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Kim, Kim covers, teacher Kim covers some of the uh, topics like that. Also mm. contracts and facilities. So as you mentioned mm. earlier, you're not using the photocopier anymore, yeah. but maybe that's not a disadvantage to you because no. you're working online. But you have to be adaptable. Definitely. You have to be ready to quickly change the whole way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. So have you got any more tips for us about our working environment? I'm done, I think. I've said it all. Okay, so so I'm going to put loads of links in the show notes. Anybody that's interested in following those up. Any thanks that we need to give? I don't know. Probably loads. Thank you, everyone who listens and comments. And we read them all. Okay, so there were some really good tips there on how to teach the topic of the environment in an interesting engaging way exactly because it's a really good topic it's yeah. so important Very that people important. are aware of it and also we talked about our physical space and um i think we've covered it all yes we have all right so thanks to everybody for listening thanks to you em thanks to you gav and i'll see you next time have a great weekend see ya bye bye, bye.